What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Coaching Life Podcast with yours, Julie Latoya Francis. And happy, happy days to you all. I'm hoping that your day is going great, it's going wonderful, and of course, it's going productive. So, in today's session of Coaching Life, we're going to talk about healing. So, stay tuned. What's up, everyone, and welcome back. So, today we're talking about healing. And oh my God, I made a Facebook post and you know, I was just talking about healing and, you know, healing is not a sprint. It's a journey. And some days you're going to get up feeling great. Some days you're going to get up feeling like crap. It's constant, constant working at oneself because, oh my God, a lot of us are healing from childhood trauma that we dare not talk about. A lot of us are going through our own real life experiences where we're subconsciously holding on to negative traits about ourselves or negative things from our past. And we're constantly going through something. So, you know, I, I tell my friend, she, I was just talking to her today. We're just talking about healing and, you know, we're talking about healing from childhood trauma. And I'm like, there's a lot of things that I realize, um, you know, that I need to heal from that happened in my childhood. And no, it was not something that was really, really horrific or anything like that. But it was just that I think a lot of times, you know, the, the people that we're around, they didn't know better themselves. They were broken adults trying to trying to groom other people, trying to grow children. And they were not conscious of their own toxic traits, their own toxic beliefs. And it seeped over in their parenting. It seeped over in how they parent their child. And I was, I, I, I think that, you know, Growing up, I think I was exposed to a lot of toxic adults and, you know, having their own toxic ideology of what um, it was to be a parent because they grew up from toxic, broken homes as well. And I remember when I was younger, I would have, um, you know, the adults would be around and they're like, oh, you're not going to do it. You can't do it in Jamaican dialect. You can't do it. There's no way you could possibly do it. And honestly, subconsciously, I grew up in that belief that I did not want to be better than everyone else. I wanted to be normal because I dare not walk out and become great because I feared that by being great, it would be offensive to other people. So throughout my life um, and throughout even, even in my relationships, I think that I was not aiming for the absolute best because subconsciously I was self-sabotaging myself. And there's a lot of us that are going through and healing through childhood trauma. There's a lot of us that are actually victims of our childhood trauma and we live in that um, kind of like we live in that same moment and those triggers constantly, repeatedly plays within our mind and makes us feel less than. I, I, I can tell you, not growing up with my dad or growing up with my mom, there's many triggers to that. There's many roles that um, not having your mom around or not having your dad around really, really contributes to a lot of toxic traits and toxic um, beliefs about oneself. Why was mommy not around? Why was daddy not around? Why didn't they love me enough to stay? Yes, my dad might have contributed financially in other ways, but he wasn't there physically. So therefore, have not having that father role around, kind of just kind of like, wait, dad wasn't around. There wasn't any prime example of a man, a, a man who was, um, you know, a man that 
identified with uh, a king or a man that showed me this is the this is the prime example of what love should be so therefore every other man that comes in your life should treat you more than and never less so i had to kind of go through those relationships where i was looking for love i had no idea what love really was i had no idea that i needed to stand within myself and to be my greatest self and to stand as a queen i thought that well if i love someone they're coming with their BS. I'm going to stick it out because by sticking it out, that shows that I love them. Because in reality, a lot of the adults that I grew up around was sticking it out in bad relationships. They were in relationships for years, being beaten up by a man, being taken for granted by a man, and, and, and just going back to them consistently, consistently going back. So they did not know what self-love really was. I didn't know what self-love was until I... I actually migrated to Canada because I thought that, you know, a part of loving yourself, making sure that you look good, you take good care of yourself, you have the latest brand clothes, and that's what self-love was um, when I was growing up. That's what I thought self-love was. But it's until I had my daughter, I just kind of like went on that journey of, of, of looking for myself and finding myself in, in, in places that I did not want to be, finding myself in situations that I did not want to be. And a part of a part of the commitment that I made to myself was to never put myself in situations that wasn't promoting my growth or elevating me to my greatest self. And that's to walk away from things that makes me contradict who and what I stand for. So I had to walk away from a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships that I thought would be meaningful, that I thought would be lifelong because I felt that it was contradicting to what I was and who I was becoming. So a part of loving oneself is just to identify, you know, what is it, who, who is playing a role in your life? You know, what kind of things are you doing that's contradicting to who you need to be? And if it's, if it's at any point you feel that a person or a place or a thing is contradicting to your growth or becoming your greatest self i'm saying loving yourself enough to walk away love yourself enough to choose yourself each and every time you know i was like i was in the shower i had the the, the most <laughs> deepest conversation with myself in the shower and that that's my therapy session and i was in the shower and i was like all my past relationships i feel that i settled I don't feel that I was rising to the occasion and becoming my greatest self. I don't feel that I had a partner that was rising um, to that level. I feel that I had to cut myself down in some way, shape or form just to fit in a box and just to just to fit in a box that would be acceptable for another person. And by cutting myself and trying to fit myself in a box just for the relationship to work or, you know, for the friendship to work or whatever it is, I felt that I was a hypocrite, right? You're preaching all these things. You're preaching self-love and you're preaching that, you know, love yourself and, you know, never settling for less. But here I was settling for less than I thought that I deserved. I deserve the best. I deserve the absolute best. So why not? ask for it why not demand it why not stand within self and say yes if i don't if i don't get the best i'm walking and i had to really go through go through the whole childhood thing of wait am i settling for less because i feel that i don't deserve better 
Or am I settling for less because I was taught to settle for less? So there the healing journey came. There I had to embark on some deep, deep, deep soul surgery. And by embarking on that soul surgery, just kind of give me, kind of like bring me back into that childlike experience and just enjoying each and every moment and just loving myself, loving myself, flaws and all. I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress, but I do know that I deserve the absolute best. And if I'm in a relationship or I'm in a partnership or whatever it may be, I am going to show up as my true authentic self. And a part of showing up as my authentic self is demanding the absolute best without apology. We rationalize so many toxic behaviors. We rationalize things because we think, I dare not ask for more. I dare not aim for the best because aiming for the best will get me feeling lonely. And that's the ideology of many women. We feel that if we demand more from our partners, um, they'll leave us, they'll go to someone else and we'll be alone. But what's so wrong with being alone? What's so wrong with being alone? I realized that each and every time that I settled, I never got the best end of the stick. I never got the best end of the stick. So in this chapter of my life, Latoya will not settle. In this chapter of my life, Latoya will aim for the absolute best. And if the man who the universe has designed for me will meet me there, so be it. But I refuse to cut myself and place myself in a box just to soothe someone else's ego. I refuse to do that to myself. I dedicate this chapter to loving myself, to nurturing the queen that I am and becoming my greatest self without apology. I dedicate this chapter of my life to living, to really living and to finding myself, to finding who I am. There's a lot of us that think that we know who we are, but we really don't. We know who the trauma brought. We know the person that the trauma and the bad experience created. Who are you? Your most authentic version. Without the past, without the leftovers, without the baggages, who are you? And I, I find myself asking myself that each and every day. Latoya, who are you? And whenever a bad thought comes in my mind, I dismiss it. Because I refuse to be plagued by the past. I refuse to be plagued by things that could have been, should have been, or would have been. I refuse to do that to myself. I choose to serve myself each and every day and allow myself to grow and become without the baggage, without the leftovers. I was listening to an interview from Sarah Jakes. And, you know... I just love women who have been through um, the rough, been through the storm and able to rise to the occasion. I love strong women. I love, I mean, and it's okay to feel if you're, it's okay to feel broken, but I love, I love when I see females just empowering themselves and self-love and pouring more and more into themselves. I love that. So I was listening to an interview and she was just talking about all the past situations that she had and she had and she said that after the failed marriage and getting pregnant when she was just 13 she said that she felt that all those things that happened to her 
the leftovers were the bad experiences. The leftovers were the toxic traits that she developed through those bad experiences. The leftovers were the people saying that you, you'll never amount to anything because you, you got pregnant so early. You'll never do this because you got, you'll never do that. And that was the leftovers or the leftovers is feeling insecurity after being broken, feeling like you'll never be whole again. That's the leftovers we're talking about. And that leftovers, it's up to you. What are you going to make with it? Are you going to make the best damn meal that you can possibly make? Or are you going to allow that leftovers to spoil who you are and who you're becoming? I choose to rise. I choose to rise. Yes, I might feel sore because I've been broken so many times. Yes, I might have swollen eyes because I've cried my eyes out overnight. Yes, I might feel disappointed, but guess what? I choose to rise. I choose to rise. I choose to rise to the occasion, look at myself and say that Latoya Francis, life coach, motivational speaker, the best is yet to come. I choose to rise. So the leftovers that the experiences have brought you. I dare you all to rise to the occasion. I dare you all to become your greatest self without apology. Until next time, wishing you all a peaceful and of course, a positive, positive vibration.